Now broadcasting from Suitland, Maryland, USA, Abiding Truth with Dr. McCune, an outreach of Suitland Road Baptist Church. Please visit us at www.srbcoutreach.org. And now, here's our pastor, Dr. Calvin M. McCune. God is so good. Thank God for these two truths. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And thank the second is thank you, Lord Jesus, that you promise that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And he has given us his Holy Spirit, and he is inside of us. At the moment that we put our faith in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he sealed us with his Spirit. And his Spirit is with us for all eternity. Thank you, Jesus. Today's message is entitled, Sacrifice of Praise. Sacrifice of praise. And I'd like you to turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. <clears throat> Let's come before the Lord and pray. Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus, we humbly come before you. Thank you, Jesus that you are Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Thank you, Father, for saving us by your grace. Thank you, Jesus, for your atonement on Calvary's tree that satisfied the Father the price that had to be paid for our sinful condition. Thank you, Jesus. And then, Father, thank you that you are giving us in our understanding on our, our desire to express to you sacrifices of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Bless us, Father. Holy Spirit, speak to us today from your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13 and verses 7. Hebrews 13, 7 says, Remember those who rule over you. God is speaking to his church. And God is saying to us, Remember those who rule over you. Who would be the ones who rule over us? who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Those whom God is using today to speak his word, they are the pastors of churches all over the world. Those whom the Holy Spirit call to be pastors to shepherd God's people by teaching the word of God. God says to remember them. 
Remember that calling is from God, the Holy Spirit. Remember that these men did not call themselves. God called them. It's a divine work. Remember that they have an obligation to teach the word of God. And then the Holy Spirit gives them God's grace to exercise faith in Christ and to conduct themselves in such a manner that the saints will see what is meant by being led by the Holy Spirit. God says to his church, follow them. Follow them. If they're teaching the word of God and they're committed to the kingdom of God and going out and sharing that message, God gives us a command. God is saying, I want you to follow them. I want you to pay attention to what they're saying and I want you to follow them. Observe their conduct. Observe the way they're living and follow that as your example. Verses 9, verses 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is God's grace who called them to be leaders yesterday, and it is God's grace working in them today, and it is God's grace will continue to work in them forever. It is God's grace that called us to Jesus yesterday. It is God's grace working in us today. It is God's grace that will be working in us forever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, he never changes. Do not be carried away about with various strange doctrines, for it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. And there were those in the, at that time that were teaching all type of strange doctrines. And God is saying to us, don't be carried away by those things. How can we not be carried away with strange doctrines? There were even at that time those who were saying that to abstain from certain foods will bring salvation or spirituality. But God is saying to us, saints, what should we do not to be carried about with strange doctrines? Listen to those whom God has led to speak the word of God, to teach the word of God. God commands us, I want you to do this. So in that way, your, our hearts will be established. It's the grace of God working in us. When our hearts are established, we will not wonder. We have an altar, verses stand, from which those who serve the tabernacle have, not, have no right to eat. For the bodies of the animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin 
are burned outside the camp. In the Old Testament, this verse is referring to that day of atonement when the high priest will offer that sacrifice for the sin of the people. And he would not be allowed to eat that animal after sacrificing it. The animal will then be taken outside the camp and will be burned. And God is using this in this verse as an analogy for us to understand that Jesus Christ is the one who offered himself as a sacrifice. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sacrifice, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gates. Christ was crucified on Calvary outside the gates for our sin. Therefore, it says in verses 13, let us go forth to Ham outside the camp. And God is saying to us, let us go out outside the camp. Here is referring to all those at that time, those who are outside of Judaism. And God is saying to us today to go outside the camp, meaning go out throughout the world. Those who are not part of the household of God, they are outside of that camp. And God says, let's reach out to the world. And when we reach out into the world, we are bearing his reproach. We go into the world and we say to others, Jesus died for you. This week I had an opportunity to speak with a man. I had known this man for a long time. I haven't spoken with him in about more than 50 years, probably about 53 years ago. God opened the doors. All these years I've been praying for this man. And God opened the doors for me to connect with him and share the gospel with him. And God touched his heart and he received Jesus. He prayed and he accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. But bearing his reproach, we are going to tell the world that Jesus suffered for us. And he died and he was buried. And we will face resistance when we share the gospel. And Christianity requires sacrifice. It requires we sharing the gospel message and be willing to pay the price. This morning in my office we prayed for China. And the believers in China who are suffering for the name of Jesus. Yes, when we go into the world and we preach the gospel, the world may not embrace it at times, and then there are those who are suffering. Thank God that God, they are counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. And we thank God that they are experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit inside of them as they preach and they proclaim Jesus as Savior. For here we have a continuing city, but we speak, but we seek the things to come. It's a continuous work that God is doing, but we are looking at the eternal city, the eternal kingdom of God, 
There will come a time when we all will be in heaven. And that's what we have our hope rest in God's promise. Knowing these saints, therefore, knowing all those things, knowing that Jesus became the Lamb of God, knowing that he atoned for our sins, and not only for ours, as the scripture says, Christ became the propitiation, not for us only, but for the whole world. Amen. Knowing that, God now says, therefore, by Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. What is the sacrifice of praise? The sacrifice of praise is speaking here of a, of a complete commitment to God. When the high priest on that day of atonement, when he offered that animal, the animal is offered in full. The animal was killed. It's a complete sacrifice. And we have to surrender our lives to Jesus fully. Don't hold back any corners of our lives. That's what the sacrifice of praise means. It means worship. We best worship God when we offer ourselves as sacrifices of praise to him. This is what Stephen did when, while he was being stoned to death. He is offering himself as a sacrifice to God. That is our best expression of worship. The greatest of expression of worship that God is showing us, and back in the old times of the Old Testament, was when the high priest will go into the holies of holies on that day of atonement, and he will offer that animal, the blood of that animal, for the covering of the sin of the people. That's his greatest of expression of worship to Yahweh. And our greatest of ex expression of worship to Jesus is when we say, Lord Jesus, I surrender all to you. Amen. When we have to pay a price for that, that sacrifice demands always being willing to give up something. If we're not giving up anything, it is not this biblical sacrifice. We have to give up something. God says that's what we have to do. We look at our lives and we see that, yes, we can choose to value things on earth and to value our lives. But then we say, Lord Jesus, I give it all to you. Then and only then that we express this worship to God, the highest form of expression of worship. That's what God wants us to do. And for all of us, men who are called to be in the pastry, we experience this at some point in our lives. For me, I remember that encounter so clearly where God allowed me to go through a few months to bring me, some might say, to the end of myself to a place of brokenness where the Holy Spirit then got me to the place where I had to say, Lord Jesus, I give it all to you. And that's where I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit saying to me, I need all of you. Get rid of all of your material possessions, God told me. 
sell it all, and I did. Get rid of it all. Give me your ambition. Give me your goals and what you had in mind of what you thought. Give it all to me. Don't reserve anything, and I did. Because God had brought me to a place where everything else around me did not have meaning anymore. And then there was a sense of, oh dear God, I give it all to you. And that was in 1982. Sacrifice cost. To worship Jesus genuinely cost. In order for Jesus to become the sacrifice of God that honors the Father, it cost. He had to leave heaven, not cling to his right to be God, come in all form, humble himself to the leading of the Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit to bring about the incarnation, allow the Holy Spirit to confirm that he is the Christ. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead him into the desert where he will be tempted for 40 days. Allow the Holy Spirit to fell him so he can go out and do miracles and speak about the kingdom of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to take him to Calvary where he can atone for our sinful nature. Allow the Holy Spirit to bring about his resurrection. Allow the Holy Spirit to bring about his ascension. Where God look at him and say, I am pleased with what you did. I am so satisfied that now you are the right hand of the Father. That's where he is. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead him to say to people, I am commanding you by the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to then come on earth. Jesus. When we worship Jesus, it must cost. True worship must cost. We must be willing to hand something over. We must be willing to do that. Otherwise, it's not genuine sacrifice. We must be willing. And God says, you present to me a living sacrifice yourself. It will be holy and acceptable to me. Anything other than that is not the fullness of worship. That has to happen first. And when that happens, something else follows. The fruit of our lips will then offer sacrifices. That is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. When we praise God and we experience that, now we will be able to offer the fruit of our lips that comes from that, exp- that first act of surrender and experience. Do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. God says, don't be silent. When we give our lives to Jesus, the child of God will never stay silent. Child of God will speak out and say, Jesus is my Savior. 
child of God would be willing to suffer the cost for that. Now let's get back to 17. Let's move forward, I should say, but reflect on 17. Obey those who rule over you. Remember the ones that is mentioned in verses 7. So let's get back there. Remember those who rule over you for who have spoken the word of God. Those are the leaders. Those are the elders. Those are the pastors in the churches today whom the Holy Spirit has called to be overseers of God's church who are living out their lives as an example before the saints. God says, obey them. It's a command. God says, you must obey them. To disobey them is to disobey God. God says, obey those who rule over you and be submissive. Complete submissiveness. For they watch out for your very soul. That's why they're doing what they're doing. They're concerned about your soul. As those who must give an account. The day will come. One day all pastors will give an account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief. For that will be unprofitable for you. The devil has attacked churches all around the world. And pastors are ministering with grief today. In order for the pastor not to minister with grief, God's people have to listen to what he is saying. He is teaching from the word of God. And they have to choose to obey exactly what he is saying and be submissive. Otherwise, it will bring grief to that person. And that will not be profitable for anyone. God has a way in which he moves and what he is doing. There is no mistake with God. It's not my business to be thinking about what other people are doing. I will not stand before God and give an account for what someone else is doing. I will stand before God and give an account only for what I have done. And you will not stand before God to be explaining, oh dear God, but all these folks. You have to stand before God one day and the question will be, why weren't you submissive to the one in whom I place in your life to teach my word and to obey because he did so with my spirit leading him to obey my word. And he stood as an example, as a witness to me, and his conduct was pleasing to me. We go about things God's way. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, O Holy Spirit, for speaking to us through your word, Lord Jesus. Your church, dear God, has not moved as far as those who yield to your spirit. For great is he 
your Holy Spirit who are in us than he who is within the world. So thank you, Jesus. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. So thank you, Jesus. God, we pray for those whom you, Holy Spirit, have called to be overseers of your church. Bless pastors, dear God, throughout your world to be strong, to be grounded in your word, to continue to live out the life that you call them to live out. Bless other young men, dear God, in this generation. Raise them up, God, to be tomorrow leaders, tomorrow pastors, Lord Jesus. Keep their lives pure, Lord Jesus. Shield them, Father, from the evil one. Let them walk in holiness, dear God. Let them hear your calling, Lord Jesus. Remove, God, your desire for worldly things. And then lead others, Lord, to come alongside them, those whom you have called to shepherd them and disciple them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that when you call pastors, Lord Jesus, that you call pastors to teach your word. Your word, dear God, that gets us so solid, so grounded, that we are no longer tossed about with the devil's doctrine. Thank you, Jesus. And then, Father, cause your people, Lord Jesus, to sacrifice, to worship you, Father. Genuine worship requires sacrifice, dear God. Cause your people, Lord, to say, Lord Jesus, I surrender all to you. And I give up those areas that I've been holding on to. To be willing to give it up. Jesus, as you give up, Lord, your right to be God. And you humble yourself. And you came among us. Complete sacrifice, God. Let us not hold back anything, dear God. Let us not hold back our dreams. Let us not hold back, Lord, what you have placed in our hands. Let us surrender it all to you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. For only then and only then, dear God, we will truly be worshiping you. Only then our praise will be accepted when we sacrifice our praises to you, when we sacrifice our possessions to you, dear God, when we sacrifice, God, our very lives to you. The breath we breathe, Jesus, that we give it to you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all say, amen, amen. Before we go, God, those who are listening to this message, Jesus loves you. You heard me speak early on in this message of this man shared with him the gospel message, and he prayed and accepted Jesus as his Savior. Why do we ask people to pray? Because God commanded us to do that. God says, we have to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is our Savior. Thank you, Jesus.
So we want to pray at this moment for all those who are listening. God, the Holy Spirit, has given you life and he has led you now to be listening to this message. We want to pray with you. And we ask you to pray along with us and to make that decision in your heart to believe what you're praying and to accept Jesus as your Savior. Let us pray, church. Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus, thank you for coming in this world. Thank you for going to the cross. Lord Jesus, I accept the salvation that you have provided for me. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Savior. I confess you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Lord Jesus, I call upon your name, the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I confess you are the Christ, the Son of God. In Jesus' name, I pray believing. Amen. Praise God. Thank you.